one guy, one gal, one actor, and one year. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner Project. Project. Happy Thanksgiving, Greg. Happy Thanksgiving, Kate. It actually is Thanksgiving night we're recording. Yes, yes. How was your day? It was very interesting. We were awakened at 7 a.m. with a flashlight to the face. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, to, that was fun. Uh, turkey trot. Mm-hmm. Here in the city where we live. And then um, after the turkey trot, we had probably the best turkey dinner i've ever prepared yes i don't know what made the difference this year but um it was great and we got to watch a couple movies what did we watch this year for thanksgiving well tradition in this family is claymation christmas yep that kicks off christmas bids goodbye to thanksgiving and the fall fun that we've had and we also Broke out the John Hughes classic Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes, yes we did. So, it was a lot of fun. We're thankful for a few things this year. What are we thankful for? Good health. We're alive and ticking. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And we're back home where we belong. But I think we're also thankful that we took some time to participate in this podcast and figure it out and invent it and yes definitely create it and produce it i'm having a lot of fun with you doing this yeah definitely definitely and i'm thankful we also had time today to really discuss how we're moving forward with this podcast with, with possible adjustments to the rating and everything like that yeah so we're gonna talk today about the early part of kevin's career as we have watched it unfold through about five years i think worth of movies right about yep and we have revised our rating system i think you and i are going to debate what the new rating system looks yes like. yes i i think so we we have a couple ideas well let's jump into it so i have an idea and you have an idea correct so whose idea should go first well we could do rock, paper, scissors, Kate. Would that work? Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, go. I got scissors, you got paper. Mm. So my idea goes first. <laughs> All right, folks. That's how we figured it out. <laughs> okay, so my idea was that we stick with a 1 to 5 rating system. And, however, we break those five potential points down into five separate categories each of which is a yes or a no it gets a point for a total of five points so any film can get between one and five points so my suggested categories would be number one did i finish the film i think most of them we're gonna finish if we can finish some of these terrible movies we've right, watched right exactly number two what did we think about the film overall just as a movie, is it a movie we enjoyed? Was the set good, the scenery, the acting, whatever. Absolutely. Um, number three, how did Kevin do in this movie? And was his part important to the movie? Um, we've had a little bit of discussion about that already. So there's kind of two things like 
we talked about some movies were terrible, but if he hadn't been in them, like that character really was needed. So, right. You know, um, number four in tribute to my coworker, Mr. B. Did I feel some kind of way after I watched it? Did it make me cry? Did it make me laugh? Did the filmmaker get across the emotion that he was intending to have me feel when I watched it? And then finally, number five, would I watch it again? So just straight yes or no. I would watch it again. I think you should watch it again. Whatever. So each one of those categories would get one point. We would add up all of the points and then potentially a movie could get one point. I guess it could potentially get zero points if we didn't even finish it uh, all the way up to five points. That's my scheme. Greg, what's your scheme? My scheme is broadening the point system instead of a one to five, we would be doing the zero to 10, which I think gives a better, a wider range that we can fit all of the movies in. I feel like though Kate's system might be good, it sort of boils it down to those five questions, but there's still some debate whether well, especially in my view, with Kevin's part being whether he was good at it and whether he actually was needed. It seemed to me when I was discussing it with Kate and we're discussing now that it, her system may have needed a sixth thing with Kevin's thing. There's two different sides of the coin for him in my view. And another thing that we were trying to avoid going forward is like the point fives, the point seven fives like we had given before, which her system definitely avoids, but does it really convey where we really truly feel the movie should end up? Where I think a one to 10, you have that ability to say, okay, this one in Kate's category would have gotten a one, but it really didn't deserve a one. It's really a 0.5 because it was that bad. Or it's a really good movie, but we don't feel like it really should be a five star. So maybe in zero through 10, it could get a nine, meaning that it was almost perfect. But it's hard to give it a four in Kate's rating system because we'd have to choose one of those categories to not give a point to where we feel we want to give it a point. I do think your system allows for more nuance. Like you say, there's a big difference between a five and a ten or even a five and an eight, but it does allow us to slide the scale up and down a little bit more. And we both do hate the decimal points. Right. So I've spent like the last week and a half or so re-listening to the old episodes and listening to what we've already talked about. And I think if we want more of a, we want more freedom to be able to give different ratings to different movies, I think yours makes a lot of sense. But I think I also want to be able to 
have guidelines of what exactly is it that we're rating here. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been kind of winging it. We're just going from our gut and saying, well, this is it. But can we combine these two ideas so that at least people know what we're looking at? Well, I think that that is definitely a possibility. I think before we started recording this, we had discussed a possibility of one thing that we would do in addition if we did do the zero through 10 would be to give maybe a a thumbs up or thumbs down on Kevin's role in these added to the number that we would give it. If you want something more than that, is there something from yours besides that that you would like to? I just think overall people should know consistently we're going to judge every movie the same okay based on this criteria and maybe Mm. the scores are going to change but here's what we're looking at so if you're okay with us saying did i finish it here's how i thought about the film overall here's how i felt about kevin's performance and his character did it make me feel something and would i watch it again and still use that one through ten to give us the nuance that we want without going into these silly decimal points. I think I could probably make that work. Okay, so what you're saying is not rate the did I finish it 1 through 10 or any of these 1 through 10. You're just saying in each episode we would discuss, discuss these those. five things. I think that that is a good idea. And I still think that's sort of the Kevin's part in this. Because this is the Kevin Costner project, I think that we should incorporate that thumbs up, thumbs down for Kevin's part into the whole thing as well. I think that that adds an understanding to our listeners whether it was a decent Kevin Costner movie because if we felt that he did a good job. Okay. Well, with all that in mind, if that's what we're going to do, we can't change now. This is how it's going to be because we want people to know they can rely on us for the best in Kevin Costner movie Exactly. Reviews. I mean, after we make this final decision, this is what's going to be written in stone. But I think this is how podcasts evolve over time, too. So oh, absolutely. we've learned a lot in the past nine episodes. Here we are, episode 10. And we're, I think, finally figuring it out. Okay, so with that in mind, we want to spend the rest of our time this evening going back through these first five years of Kevin's career and the movies that he's been in and rate them based on this new system. Mm -hmm. However, Greg, one last question. Do you think that we need to agree? Now, when we did the Christmas movie project that kicked this whole thing off, Correct. We had to agree on what the number was. True enough. What do you think about this? I think that to disagree creates more, more, and more interest in possibly in the podcast because, I mean, it'll show our listeners that there can be different views and that not everybody is going to like it or dislike it. And so maybe this will give our listeners 
two people's views instead of a joint view from us. I'm kind of curious to meet the people who think that I'm more often correct and that you are more often correct. If people are watching it with us and they tend to agree with you more, what are those people like? And if the people who agree with me more, what they're going to be like? I think this could be quite interesting. This could be quite interesting. And I mean, I'm not going to try to claim that I'm right (laughs) a lot of the time, especially in my dynamic relationship with Kate. I defer to her a lot, but (laughs) I do have my own opinions, and so this should be very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we have watched, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 movies that came out in this 1981 to 1986 time span. Right. And those movies are not in order on my cards. So, we are not going to rate the following movies. We are not going to rate Chasing Dreams. That was the baseball movie, movie number two. Right. We are not going to rate Night Shift. We are not going to rate Francis. We are not going to rate Table for Five. And we are not going to rate The Big Chill. Why is that, Greg? Because these really aren't Kevin Costner movies. He is barely in any one of these movies. As much as we liked Table for Five, Kevin Costner is a background character that you barely see. He had one line. Exactly. Which was, I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean... Probably out of those movies, the one that he talked the most was Chasing Dreams, and that was right at the very beginning of the movie, and then you didn't really see him again. And he maybe talked for 90 seconds. Right, exactly. The Big Chill, you never even see his face. Night Shift, you see him for a hot minute, and Francis, you see him for about 20 seconds. So I think I'm comfortable with not reading any of those. Right. Goodbye. All right. So that leaves us with Sizzle Beach, Stacy's Nights, Testament, Shadows Run Black, Fandango, Silverado, and American Flyers. We're not going back through all the synopses and everything we've done. If you want an in-depth dive on any of these, that's what our past library is for. Feel free to go back and listen. So, 0 to 10... Sizzle Beach, yes, we finished it. Yes, we had strong feelings about it. Right. I mean, the overall film, as we had said in the original podcast, it was about the boobs. Yep. So the overall film was a big, big thumbs down. It was terrible. Yeah. It was not a good movie. I have since come to read, I don't know if it's true or not, that Kevin actually was attempting to buy back the rights and hide this movie from ever seeing the light of day. Actually, I don't blame him for that. If I was him, I wouldn't want anyone to know I was in this right. piece of garbage. And it, from what I remember, it got delayed in coming out because of this. So consequently, I'm giving this one a 0.5. We finished it. It was terrible. Basically, Kevin had 
you know, one little part that I think we talked about later in a different episode of the podcast, there was one line that he delivered that I thought really showed his acting promise. Other than that, there's nothing to speak to this movie. So I'm giving it a 0.5. Greg, what are you giving it? I can understand why a lot of guys would love this movie, but it is a horrible movie. (laughs) So I am not going to disagree with Kate in our new rating system is 0.5. I do say for Kevin's part, I give him a thumbs up. He did do a very good job for his first movie. However, as we also talked about, he was not even remotely necessary to this film. Correct. If he was not in this film, the girl that he hooked up with had plenty of other material going on, wherein I don't think that John Logan was all that important to this film. Correct. Correct. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that because he was in this... He did fine. He did fine for... His first movie. I agree. Thumbs up, Kevin, for Sizzle Beach. How you got a thumbs up, given the material you had to work with. But God bless and go with it. So, okay. Stacy's Nights. You want to take the lead on this one? All right. Well. This is the Reno gambling movie for anyone who's forgotten. So, of course, we finished this movie. The overall film was okay it did have a good storyline but it sort of left you hanging at the end which is a little annoying did it make me feel certain things well yes and no because i think that it was not a very good movie overall it it didn't really do stuff for me and as i've said to kate in the past and i think we've even said on maybe one of the other podcasts if we were forced to watch either Sizzle Beach or Stacy's Nights again, I would watch Stacy's Nights over Sizzle Beach. That being said, I have to give it a little bit better than Sizzle Beach. So I would go maybe a one or a two. The only reason I would say a two would be because it seemed to me that Kevin's character he portrayed it pretty good but maybe we just sort of leave kevin's part out of it and just rate it overall so i'm not sure what do you think this movie did not do much for me other than it was his first opportunity to star in a film and be the lead male character overall i think they probably cut some things out that would have made the story clearer. I didn't really care for the story as it was presented. I really would have to use my imagination to try to deduce what was going on. So I would say Kevin got a thumbs up. His acting was pretty good. His part was definitely necessary to the movie absolutely overall uh, my initial gut reaction is to give it a one but in fact i think i'm going to boldly give it a two because it was a little bit there's another one coming up i want to rate a one 
And when I think about that, this movie I think needed this character and I didn't hate it. I just really didn't like it. Okay. All right. So we're agreeing on a two for... I think we could agree to a two, actually. I just didn't like this movie, but I did not hate it. Okay. So. All right. All right. Let's move on to Testament. Okay. Testament is one that I think I'm giving a straight 10 to. This oh. was the best movie I think we watched during this little era of Kevin's career. Okay. It made me feel a lot of things. It made me cry a lot. As you guys heard, I actually emailed Lucas Haas to like tell him how happy I was he's still alive. Maybe this Thanksgiving I'm grateful that Lucas Haas is still in our lives. I think Kevin played a very important part. His part in this movie was very small, but he really helped to show that, you know, the neighborhood is collapsing, civilization is collapsing, everybody is sick, nobody is coming out of this thing unscathed, and I thought he, for what he had to work with, which again was maybe... 10 minutes worth out of an hour and a half, two hours. I think he did a great job and I would definitely 100% watch it again and get in my feels if I wanted to get into those feels again. Okay. So I'm giving it a 10. All right. There's just one little thing that would make me want to bump it down a ton tiny 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 bit is that i would have wanted to find out what actually happened to kevin costner's character we don't know we don't know what happened to him and his wife in this i don't like cliffhanger type stuff i mean we can assume because basically everybody was dying we can assume that they died but we don't know for sure they left the town to me i felt like he was the glimmer of hope that maybe he got to Canada, they got treatment, right. and maybe they were going to be okay. Okay. Well, that, that definitely is... That's what I'm hoping, right. because the rest of the movie was so damn sad. Correct. Understood. And we definitely would recommend to today's people to watch Testament, because it still has relevance. Mm -hmm. It's what happens in the movie still could happen i mean and i never knew about this movie and i think more people should for that fact alone it has to be tops especially of what we've already seen and i remember when we initially rated this we gave it a four and so it was the highest one we had basically rated when we initially were doing the ratings yeah so I think with the new rating system, I am, with Kate telling me her take on Kevin Costner's character, and I now agree with that assessment, I think I agree with her also on giving it a 10. I mean, later on in Kevin Costner's career, I know we're going to run into other ones that surpass this movie even. But I think for his early on career, this one really 
should hit home for everybody because of the impact. This movie was the total package. I don't even care what's coming next. I'm saying it. For me, this movie was the total package. Okay, moving on to Shadows Run Black. Greg, you take the lead on this one. All right. What do I say about this one? For anyone who's forgotten, this is about the serial killer running around California murdering people. And we're not going to say who the killer is. The problem is that if you have any sense of how things like this work, you're going to figure out who did it early on in this darn movie. Yeah. For that fact, it's low down on my rating. I mean, if you're going to make a murder mystery type thing, make it harder to figure out. Leave some mystery to it. Yes, we finished it. We at least have to give it a point five. Kevin's part in it, well, he did a good job portraying his part. Yeah, I thought he did a great uh, job. He was supposed to be this, like, street tough kid who's accused of murder and is kind of an asshole to his girlfriend correct and that's exactly what he did exactly and so that's my assessment i don't know if i could give it more than a 0.5 okay for kevin of course i'm giving the thumbs up but i'm not sure how to give it even a one i'll go to you kate i don't know what else to say about it all right so I'm kind of torn between a 0.5 and a 1. This movie was ridiculous. Mm. However, the thing that sways me to make it a 1 is the fact that Kevin's character was 100% necessary to the film. Okay. He is the chief suspect. Right. And whether or not he winds up doing it without him being in it it's a wild goose chase of like there is no suspect they're just a bunch of random women getting killed and because this is the kevin cosner project to me that gives it a little bit of weight fair point um so i'm gonna give it a one it was less good than stacy's nights though it pains me to say so but i think it was just a smidge better than sizzle beach okay yeah, and we're trying to get away from those .75. Exactly. So I'm going to give it a one. I didn't love it, obviously, and I basically hated it. But okay, Kevin's acting and that role took it off the .5 for me. Okay, for me, it does not, just because of how bad the movie was overall. I'm still going to give Kevin a thumbs up because he did do a great job with his character but for me that doesn't outweigh how bad the movie was it's overall okay fair enough moving on to fandango this was the buddy road trip movie with judd nelson kevin i think this one is probably one of his breakout roles he really took the bull by the horns and ran with it. I just watched an interview with him that he got his SAG card for Night Shift, so he already had his SAG card at this point. But I think Fandango took him out of the background and really launched his career. 
personally. I thought it was a great movie. I know in the episode we talked a lot about how sexy he was and, you know, Kevin call me and all that. Let's go shoot off bottle rockets in the cemetery. I am still 100% up for that. But it was also a really, really good movie. I really enjoyed watching it. I definitely would watch it again. I did not particularly feel anything, but it did make me laugh. But emotionally, I think the things maybe the filmmaker was hoping I would feel, I think maybe were a little bit more male-centric maybe some of the feelings it was like a dude movie and the the twist at the end which we're not going to reveal I think probably hit home more to men than it does to me as a woman my initial reaction was to give it a nine I think I'm going to give it an eight with a big thumbs up to Kevin because he was great in this movie he looked great he sounded great he acted great and his part was the part to have in my opinion Go ahead, Greg. Kate's going to give it an 8. All right, well, let's see. Overall, I found some of it was a little hard to follow. But overall, it did sort of make me feel the way that I think they were trying to get people to feel. The skydiving part in it was definitely made for hilarity there. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think we can talk about this movie without a little tip of the hat to Marvin J. McIntyre, who made the movie. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I guess I didn't get the feeling that Kate did about the bottle rockets and the cemetery, that type of stuff, but did do something for the movie itself. It did sort of give you a better sense of what they were doing that they were trying to have fun and so i mean for kevin's part in this i definitely give him a thumbs up it's another one of his breakout roles the movie itself is not to the level of testament that we just rated agree because of just some things with the movie with how it connected certain things and it's definitely not a 10 like testament I sort of have a feeling that I can't rate it at eight like Kate did because of just I was missing some stuff because it just didn't seem to be my type of movie exactly. Well, that shoots my theory out of the water that if you're a dude, you're going to like it more than I do. I guess so. Well, I mean, our listeners can have different view too. Well, if you guys would like to chime in i sort of feel like this is more i don't know i'm debating between a seven or a six because of just sort of like i didn't connect with the movie but kevin's part was i mean he he did a great job at portraying his role i don't know i just i sort of have a feeling like an eight might be a little too high for it okay so what did you rate it I guess, yeah, I'm debating between that six or seven. I guess I'm going with six. Okay. That's Uh, the biggest gulf we've had between us. Yeah. I feel like an eight is like, you're really pushing up there. I really liked it. Well, we can have different views. Yeah. 
Apparently we do have different yeah. views. Okay, so a six from you, an eight from me. Moving on to Silverado. This is Kevin's first Western. We watched a few interviews with him, and he absolutely loved starring in this thing. He had a thing about Westerns anyway from when he was a kid, and it has sort of launched his career as a Western actor. Correct. My turn to go first or your turn to go first? It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Um, okay, so for Silverado, westerns are definitely not generally my thing. I would probably have to say that that does enter into my rating of this thing. Obviously, we did finish it. Kevin was really good in this movie. He was kind of this goofy young guy that keeps getting into trouble and they have to keep bailing him out, but he's actually like a fairly good member of the team that they put together, you know, kind of a suave ladies man, but also a goofball, but still good with his gun sort of a deal. I did not really feel anything watching it. I, I think just because, I don't know, it just, it wasn't for me. I probably would not watch it again. So consequently, I am middle of the roading this and giving it a six because it is a sentimental favorite of Kevin's. And overall, I just feel that is maybe even a little bit generous, but everybody I know who I've talked to about Silverado who has seen it absolutely loves it. So there's something there I didn't get. I'm giving it a six. I sort of feel like the overall film, I was missing some things that Either it was going a little too quickly for me to catch them, or they weren't in there. And I even picked up on some things that Kate missed, even though it was hard to pick out everything. If I was just giving an overall film rating, it has to be, I mean, middle of the road. Did it keep my interest? Oh yeah, it kept my interest. And Kevin Costner's character was definitely interesting to see and everything because of how charismatic he was and yeah he was good with the guns and everything it's a good word he was very charismatic in this movie i'm glad you used that word greg thank you kate i mean if i was just rating it on kevin himself i could push it a, a little higher than kate maybe but because the movie just wasn't easy to follow and I'm keeping it down at, I guess I'd give it a six. I can't really push it higher than that. But if you like a charismatic Kevin Costner and you like Westerns, go watch this movie. Okay. I think I, there's nothing more really to say. Yeah, I might see it again to try and just see if I pick up on stuff that I missed before, but I can't really rate it high. And then lastly, our last movie of the evening is American Flyers. Greg, take it away on American Flyers. This is the bicycle movie. Yes, yes. Beginning of this movie, you really sort of hated Kevin's character. Yeah. The overall movie, it did portray exactly what it set out to portray. It's a bicycle race. And it's pretty damn boring watching people 
bicycle. And there was dramatic stuff that happens before the bicycle race, but it sort of left me wanting more, wanting more, like maybe more action, more... I can't really put my finger on what I would need more from this, but it is not... I think it's worse than Silverado in that regard. Mm -hmm. But Kevin did really do a good job with his character. Yeah, like just because he was an unlikable character doesn't mean... I mean, that's actually kind of a good thing. Right, it should. Because I generally think he's probably a likable human being. Right, it shows that he can, as opposed to other, where in Silverado he was a charismatic guy and likable, where in this he was sort of the almost the villain to begin with, and uh, he drove five hours to shit on his mother's wallpaper. Correct. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, his brother stopped him from doing it, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. But he said other mean things that kind of pissed you off. But Correct. then it turned out she wasn't the nicest human being either. Right. Yeah. I mean, regardless on that. It shows his range as an actor. Correct. And as I sort of brought up Silverado, I can't put American Flyers even as high as Silverado. I didn't hate the movie. I just really found it. Not my cup of tea, but I found it less appealing than Silverado. So I would give, ooh, four or five, but I think I'll go a five. It's not that much worse than Silverado. I think I'm right about with you there at a five for for American Flyers. I do have an affinity for Alexandra Paul, who was in this, and I really thought that overall the acting was very good. And generally, the film itself wasn't terrible in terms of if you boil it down to being about um, these two brothers who have a shared passion that they are making memories about. But then you throw in all of the other stuff and it just really got quite overwrought. I think it lasted way too long. It was a long movie. And so overall, I don't think I would sit through it again. I don't remember how long it was, but I got to believe it was well over two hours with all that bike racing. And yeah, I did not love it, didn't hate it, didn't not like it. It's just kind of a middle of the road. So I think I will join you on five. And that's where we'll leave it. Yeah, we have now rated again all the ones that we needed to rate let us know what you guys think we're not going to change this new rating system now but give us your opinion on our new rating system so before we go and let you all get back to your turkey and stuffing we're going to announce a couple of ways that you can interact with us we are going to host our first contest which we're very excited about. So between November 28th and December 15th, if you go on either Spotify or Amazon and subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review, you will be entered into a drawing to win a box of Kevin Costner's new coffee. 
It is coming out in K cups. So you're going to need a Keurig if you win, or I guess you could bust open the K cups and put it in a French press or through a filter. Hopefully, folks, we can get a, ourselves a hand on some of this. Hopefully, it yes. doesn't fly off the shelf. We should be able to get, I think so. And it comes out right around December 12th or something. So, do you have two? taste testers lined up we've got uh, my good friend joe out in chicago is a coffee guy and he has agreed to taste it for us and let us know what he thinks and yana our exchange student who is european is going to give us a european perspective on the coffee so we do have two taste testers we would love to send a box of this coffee to one of you our loyal listeners and consequently when we do you can tell us what you think about the coffee too. We will send it overseas if you happen to not be in the United States, that's not a problem. And we hope to get some good reviews and some subscribers here on our podcast. So again, we're on Amazon or Spotify. And then secondly, because I'm a librarian and at least one of the movies coming up is based on a book, we are launching a little book club. It's going to be very informal. The book is... Message in a Bottle. Correct. Message in a Bottle by Nicholas Sparks. What we're going to do is I will be reading one chapter per week starting after the first of the year. So it gives you plenty of time to get your hands on it. After I read the chapter, I'm going to put a question about that chapter on our Facebook and our Instagram. And you can answer those questions when you have the time. And that will, you know, give us a little chance to interact with you guys and have a discussion about it. And by the time we get around to actually watching the movie, God willing, we'll have the book finished. And then we'll be able to compare which one was better, the film or the book. Correct. A lot of films uh, leave out parts of stuff in the book, so you find that with many series and everything like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. You can only put so much into a two-hour movie, so I have never read any Nicholas Sparks. He's a little bit sappy for me. I know I haven't. I probably have seen at least one of his movies. I, there was a movie with Miley Cyrus or some, possibly that I've seen. So that's that's the two ways that you'll be able to continue to interact with us maybe a little bit more formally. I hope to see you on Facebook and Instagram. As always, please feel free to like and follow us and start sending us messages. We really love it when you guys come through and say hello and chat with us a bit. And otherwise, what's our next movie, Greg? I believe the next one is The Untouchables. Correct. So we're moving into Kevin's early superstardom. So we are excited to see where this leads us. We're going to get out of the 80s here eventually, but I know we have at least five or six movies through the end of the mid to late 80s. Correct, correct. And The Untouchables is first. He's going to be Elliot Ness, and he's going to put Al Capone in the clink with Sean Connery, I think, assisting. So... We will watch that this week and be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Boy, it'll be December at that point. Cheers. Holy smokes. All right. Well, until then, see you next time. Yep. See you next time, folks. Bye. Bye. The Kevin Costner Project is produced by October 10 Productions. Our theme music is Happy Acoustic Guitar Background Music by Music Unlimited via Pixabay.com. 
audio clips included under fair use policies in our best accordance with U.S. copyright law. You can find us online at thekevincostnerproject.com or by searching Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, or TikTok for The Kevin Costner Project. This podcast is not endorsed by Kevin Costner or his agents yet.